Welcome to the Executive Coach for Moms podcast, where we support women who are attempting to find balance and joy while simultaneously leading people at work and at home. I'm your host, Leanna Lasky-McGrath, former tech exec turned full-time mom, recovering perfectionist and workaholic, and certified executive coach. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the show. Thanks so much for joining me today. I'm very excited to welcome a special guest, Emily Hardy, who is going to be talking to us about self-care, self-compassion around the holidays. I know that with the holidays approaching, we're in November already somehow. And so we've got lots of holidays coming up here that a lot of people celebrate in November, December. And as moms, we often feel the strain of that and a lot on our plate at this time of year. So I wanted to make sure to bring some people on to talk about that and provide some ways of thinking about it and some tools for making this time maybe just a little bit less stressful, a little bit more enjoyable because we all deserve to enjoy the holidays, not just everyone around us. So welcome, Emily. Thank you so much for being here with me today. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to get into this conversation. I think it's a really important one that we don't talk about enough. Yeah, absolutely. Well, if you could start off maybe just by telling everybody a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so I'm Emily. I am a mom to two little boys, a two and a half year old and a five year old. So we are, it's a new, <laughs> new phase mm-hmm. every day, it seems like. Mm-hmm. I live in California. I'm a motherhood support coach. So I really support moms to approach self-care with self-compassion and free themselves from kind of the expectations. There's so many expectations on moms, so many pressures on moms. Mm -hmm. And if we can bring awareness to that and really understand what expectations we want to have for ourselves and what expectations belong to somebody else and aren't actually important to us, Mm -hmm. we can just live a lot more happy, freer, less stressful lives. And so that is a lot of the work I do. I'm also a podcast host. Um, my podcast is called The Worthy Mother Podcast and just really love having conversations that really normalize self-care and having honest conversations so that we can feel less alone in all the things about motherhood. Yeah. Um, so that's a little bit about me and the work that I do. Awesome. Yeah. And if y'all haven't listened to The Worthy Mother Podcast, I highly recommend checking it out. Emily does these really cool self-care snippets and has some great little tidbits here and there, as well as some great conversations with folks about self-care. So go check it out for sure. I'm curious, Emily, what brought you to this work? Yeah. So I had my first son at 23 when I was finishing up my teaching credential. It was unexpected. It was like this whole, like, okay, you're a mom (laughs) now. We're going to go with this. Um, Mm -hmm. And you know, I got by and had support, luckily had a really supportive family. My partner was, he's awesome and, you know, very involved and we, we made it work. Mm-hmm. I got my teaching credential, was teaching elementary school and had my second son during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And when that happened, I, I've always kind of had anxiety and it kind of came up for me after my second son was born, just in a whole different way that it was like, Hey, I got to deal with this now. And Mm -hmm. in doing that, in kind of dealing with my mental health and really focusing on caring for myself because I had to for my kids, Mm -hmm. um, it really led me down a 
path of self-discovery that brought me to a place in a lot of different ways of realizing that I wanted to support other moms. It brought me to a place of realizing that teaching had been the safe option for me and the kind of, Mm. you know, should do option. And I, I just learned to like dream and to really consider what I wanted. And so Mm. that paired with going on my journey of like literally seeking support for myself and realizing the support that's lacking out there for moms Mm -hmm. um, has just brought me to like, this is my passion. This is the work that I want to do. And I think when we are supporting moms, there is so much opportunity for literal world changing impacts Mm -hmm. to happen from them. Yeah. I, Totally agree and feel similarly. (laughs) And what's interesting, you've said it a few different times, kind of the idea of expectations that belong to others. Yeah. And you said that in relation to your teaching career as well. So when you think about how that shows up for moms around the holidays, what comes up? Like, where do you see that the most? There are so many expectations mm-hmm. around the holidays. And mm-hmm. I, you know, my, all of my motherhood experience has been with social media, but I, I imagine that the expectations around the holidays have gotten just so amplified since we've begun mothering in this Instagram era where mm-hmm. everyone is showing their Instagram worthy fireplaces and front doors and all the things, right? They're mm-hmm. sharing their outings to the pumpkin patch and to the Christmas tree lot and all these things. Like there are so many things that we can do around the holidays. Mm-hmm. And there's this element of creating magic for our children that like falls squarely on our shoulders. Mm. And with that, life is continuing on. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Things don't just stop because it's the holidays and they really tend to pick up, right? Like There's all this extra stuff on our plates. Plus we're trying to like plan for travel, plan for hosting, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And then we have to navigate other people in our lives, right? If you're spending Thanksgiving with family or traveling for Christmas or whatever it is and navigating those sometimes challenging situations where you're having to make decisions based on not only what you want, but possibly what someone else wants. And it's just a lot. There's a lot Mm. of expectations and we don't really necessarily talk about, okay, what actually should I expect of myself? Like, what do I want? Mm-hmm. If we're not having those conversations, it just, it feels like we should be doing it all. And if we're not, then we are failing at it. Yeah, I agree. I think when I look at Instagram and Pinterest mm-hmm. and all the other social media options out there, I think, man, like, how did that person have time to do that? Like, I don't have to- I don't have time to create that perfect mantle or like that perfect table or the perfect decorations. So yeah, I think then it can give us a sense of kind of what do they have that I don't or like, how are they doing it? And I can't. And and then as moms, often, I think we go to this place of like, I'm failing. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is very real, especially in this age of, of social media and like, the Pinterest worthy everything's and like the expectation that that's how it is. So I think, yeah, it takes a bit of realization that like, this doesn't align with my priorities and maybe yes, my house isn't going to be on Pinterest this year. <laughs> maybe at some point in the future when I have different priorities, but yeah, I think that makes so much sense. And I think the idea that like, it's on us to create the magic. Can you talk more about that? Yeah. I mean, there's just this sense of 
magic around the holidays, you know, and mm-hmm. I'm, I'll kind of talk specifically about Christmas for anybody who celebrates Christmas or participates in Christmas activities. You know, we go mm-hmm. to the Christmas lights every year and it's something that we prioritize. We love it. Mm-hmm. It's so much fun. Yeah. Um, there's a really cool local to us event that we can go to and mm-hmm. we pay the money and we go and it's so much fun. It's magical. It mm-hmm. really feels magical for our kids. But there are so many things that feel magical for our kids. You know, going and getting a picture with Santa, Elf on the Shelf, mm-hmm. Gingerbread Houses, whatever. Like all of mm-hmm. these things that you maybe carry from your childhood. And you're like, that was something I did that was just set up for me, ready to go. And it was magical. And then maybe your partner brought things to the relationship that mm-hmm. are traditions that you do that are just so magical for our kids. And you know, we grow up not realizing that all of that, there's someone doing work behind all of that, Mm -hmm. right? It doesn't Mm -hmm. just happen. Um, Even, you know, decorating the house, like things, all of it, it's, it's all work. There's all labor behind it. Mm -hmm. And that's not to say that we should just say, screw it. I'm not doing anything. I'm not going to do anything to create that magic. If it's important to you, that's amazing. And there's definitely things as a family, you know, I said, we go to the Christmas lights, we, the elf on the shelf visits our house and we, Mm -hmm. it's awesome. It's a cool little experience that we have, but there's so many things that we can create magic around. And it feels like this incredible pressure to do that. And Mm -hmm. I think we have to acknowledge like the work that goes into that Mm -hmm. so that we can really think about like, is this something that is as important to me as I think it is? Mm. If we don't stop and think about that and consider like, why are these traditions important we're just going to do things and right. not actually recognize like what the the value is there. Yeah. I think about like my childhood traditions, my Christmas was so magical um, for mm-hmm. my family and we had such strong traditions and my mom was a full-time mom and was not working outside of the home. And so a lot of time and energy like, you know, that she spent was on creating this experience for us. And so I think about like, if someone grew up with a full-time mom and then they are now a full-time executive or, you know, working full-time and parenting, it's just like, we, we still have that expectation of ourselves and hold ourselves to that standard that just might not be physically possible (laughs) or, Right. And we think we can do it all. And and sure, like we we can at the expense of something, <laughs> something else. Right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think that that makes so much sense that it's almost like whatever happened in our childhood, we bring that forward and carry that expectation of ourselves. And even if our, our parents were working, like they just may have chosen to prioritize things differently, right, than we might now. And we I think it's so important, you know, like you said, to really think about it and kind of make a conscious decision around Mm -hmm. how do I want to spend my time? How do I want to prioritize? Is this the magic that I want to create? Or am I just trying to carry this forward? Because I want for my child what I had in my childhood, which makes total sense. Yeah, absolutely. So do you have any suggestions or ideas for moms about like, what can we do to release some of that pressure or to take care of ourselves in the midst of all of it, of creating the magic. Yeah. So there's kind of a few things that Mm -hmm. like a few angles to this conversation. Mm -hmm. One thing that I really like to do is like bring the awareness to 
what we value, right? Mm. And so when it comes to like activities or events or things that we want to do around the holidays, you can literally sit down, take 10 minutes and write down all the things that Mm -hmm. you've done in the past that you are thinking you should do this year, whatever it is, right? Like all the things that seem important. And then Mm -hmm. really go through and think about like, is this actually important to me? Maybe this is something that my child, it brought my child so much joy last year. And so it's a lot of work, but you know, it's worth it. Mm -hmm. That work's going to be worth it to to me to make that happen. Um, Maybe there's things on there where you're like, yeah, I drag the family to this every year and they hate it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's always fun when we get there, but like, it's a, it's hard to get there and whatever it is and it costs money and we just do it for the picture Mm -hmm. (laughs) or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. okay. Is that actually, if I really think about it, is that something that I want to prioritize? Maybe not. Mm -hmm. We get so in autopilot. And especially when things get busy and, you know, it's Mm -hmm. like, we can't bring attention to every decision we make. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it's just like, Hey, got to get on to the next thing. If we can stop and actually think about it, Mm -hmm. that can do a huge amount of like lifting the pressure, just recognizing like what actually is important. Yeah. And then when you are doing all the things, right. Mm -hmm. Taking the time for you, making sure that, you are not giving up any of your time, your time for self-care just by adding more onto your plate that, you know, you're always the one to like lose out on that. Mm. And then also knowing that like, if you're adding more to your plate, you really need to be focused on caring for yourself probably more than (laughs) if Mm. you're just kind of going about the normal things. Right. And so Mm -hmm. recognizing that none of us, like our plates are only so strong. (laughs) You Mm. can't just add Mm -hmm. more and expect that nothing's going to give, but you also can't always be giving your self-care time, right? There's Mm -hmm. other sacrifices that may have to be made that aren't always coming from you. Yeah. I think the point of getting on autopilot when things are so busy, Mm -hmm. I mean, that makes so much sense because it's like, when am I going to have time to stop and write a list? Right. And I think that that's what our brains usually offer us is Mm -hmm. like, there is not time to do this. Just keep going, just go. Right. And that's usually then what we end up doing and we just go. And and I think that for me, at least when I'm feeling the most exhausted and depleted, it's usually when I have lost a bit of consciousness. Like I'm not paying attention to what I'm doing. I'm just like going through the motions. I'm just checking off the list, getting it done, which don't get me wrong. Like there are times in life where (laughs) that's how life is, um, or that's how life kind of gets, but we have the opportunity to stop and take 15 minutes to think about like, what do I want this holiday season to look like? And what is important to me here? I think that makes so much sense. And then we can really align our actions to that, to that vision that we have and what's important and, and saying like, yeah, that one, we're not going to do that one this year. Like we'll take the year off. And I think that's another thing with our all or nothing thinking. Sometimes Mm -hmm. we might get into like, well, if we don't do it this year, then it's like, we can never do it again. It's like, we've lost the tradition, but we can just take a year off and like, see how everybody feels about that. And if the thing that was really hard to get to every year prior, you know, is like a huge thing that everyone's like, oh my gosh, I am so upset. Like this was something I look forward to and I'm like so disappointed we're not doing it. Well, then that's really great data for next year whenever we're deciding what we want to do. Yeah, absolutely. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think there's also an opportunity to like incorporate the family in this conversation too, right? Of like what's important. And, you know, the kids are probably going to say they want it all. <laughs> yeah. But I always like to ask, but what first? I always like to ask, like, what do you want to do tomorrow? Or what do you want to do right now? Because that to me tells me like what is most important to them whenever they're really might not have like the brain development yet or the skill set yet to prioritize, but it's like, what do you want right now? Or what do you want to do tomorrow? So that I can get an idea of like what sounds most exciting to them. Yeah. I think that's always a great idea to really, because a lot of times the things that are important aren't necessarily the things that are like the most important to us. It's the things Mm -hmm. that we really want to give our kids. It's important to us to give that to our kids. And so Mm including them, then it kind of takes some of the guilt away too of like, oh, I'm depriving them of what they want by setting boundaries. It's like, no, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you're actually being strategic about this and approaching it from a way where they can get what they want and you're not burned out by the end of it. Yeah. And then you talked about taking time for you, which I think probably like when I heard that, I was like, oh man, that feels so hard, Mm -hmm. right? To be like more effort expended on the, you know, this time of year means that like I have less time and therefore like, how am I going to find time for self-care or to think about me? So are there any like mindset tips or helpful reminders or just like, how, how do you recommend that women do that? Yeah. So this is one of those things, like, like I said, I have like a whole podcast where we talk so mm-hmm. much about self-care. It's something where you're like, you're never going to have it figured out. And I think laying mm-hmm. that foundation and saying, okay, I'm not going to have like my self-care plan. I mean, maybe, maybe there's people out there who have their self-care plan and it works forever and they mm-hmm. are good to go. For most of us, that's not really the case because mm-hmm. life is constantly changing when we have kids they are constantly, things are constantly changing. Right. Mm-hmm. And our needs like as individuals are constantly changing. So of course the care that we're going to need at any given time is going to change mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. So really the biggest thing that I like to kind of start with is that self-care needs to not be some afterthought, having it be in your mind and getting, you know, working on the mindset of like, This is something that, first of all, I deserve as an individual. I deserve to have my needs met. Mm -hmm. But then also when my needs are met, that's going to have an impact on how I'm able to show up for all the other things, right? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so there's kind of a payoff that we don't have to focus on the payoff, but sometimes focusing on the payoff Mm -hmm. is helpful to say, okay, this is important. And then really like figuring out how to make it kind of a norm for you. Mm. right? That there's, you're getting the time for yourself and whether that's like, okay, I'm going to be intentional on my drive to work. And, you know, I always say like listening to a podcast one way and then on the way back, just being intentional about like what you're thinking about. So I'm going to think about, like, I'm going to check in with myself, like, how am I doing? Mm -hmm. And taking that drive to kind of check in See if there's anything that's happening that I wasn't really aware of internally. You know, just finding the ways to incorporate it in things you're already doing. Mm -hmm. Um, And then ideally, you are also getting time for yourself to really check in with those needs. Time for yourself that isn't just the commute to work, right? Mm -hmm. And really understanding like your individual unique needs at that time. I think time to ourselves, intentional time to ourselves is so key because then we can figure out like what needs to happen. Mm -hmm. you know, in other 
areas. Um, Mm -hmm. It's not always easy. It's something that a lot of times there has to be pretty firm boundaries to make sure that's happening, Mm -hmm. help from others because our kids need us all the time. And, you know, Mm -hmm. it's it's the way it is, but we have to know that we cannot do it all. When we Mm -hmm. say like, it takes a village, like there's a reason we say things like that. And if Mm -hmm. you are doing it all, if you are carrying the weight of everything and trying to do it all perfectly, like just being really aware that, that it's not sustainable. Mm-hmm. And, and it has a cost. It totally has a cost. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And for some people, like getting the help to have time to yourself, that may not be as realistic. Like if you're a single parent and you don't have family and whatever it is, right? The mm-hmm. different factors. But then knowing that like, if you're not getting that time to yourself, you're not caring for yourself to the level that really you need, Mm-hmm. Knowing that you might have to lower your expectations of how you're able to show up for everyone else mm-hmm. and that that's okay. We can't do it all. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that makes sense. And I think that that's something that especially like high achieving women have such a hard time with is mm-hmm. lowering our expectations of ourselves, right? Because it feels like it goes back to that failure, right? Then then I'm failing. But yeah, like what are your resources and what's your measurement of success? Just like you would measure... An employee, like you have to consider the circumstances and the environment and the resources that that person has to do their job well, right? But whenever you're evaluating their performance, but we tend to hold ourselves to, you know, a very unrealistic standard and expectation so that we are always failing, right? Because we never meet that, that expectation of perfection. I'm curious, as you were talking about some of your self-care recommendations, like just to back up a little bit, how do you define self-care? Like what is self-care? Because I think that term gets thrown around a lot and it's like, I don't have time for that. Like, is that like a day at the spa? That sounds amazing, but I don't have time to to go and do that. So how do you define that? And, you know, I'd love any other like recommendations that you have to actually do it, like whatever this self-care thing is, right? So self-care to me is really like the meeting of our needs, Mm -hmm. getting our needs met. And so Mm -hmm. we have like different levels of needs, right? If you think of like Maslow's hierarchy of needs, Mm -hmm. won't get too much into that, but like we have our basic needs, Mm -hmm. right? Like of shelter, food, water, sleep. If you're not getting enough sleep, start there, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, that's really how it is. If you're not eating during the day, start there. Those are the Mm -hmm. things that really you need to be focused on making sure that like you're just doing more than barely surviving, right? Mm -hmm. We need Mm -hmm. to make sure those needs are met. But our needs are a lot more complex than that. And if our basic needs are getting met, we have a place to live and we're not in survival mode. We Mm -hmm. need to be connecting with others, like that sense of belonging. That is a need Mm -hmm. we have. So self-care is going to look like connecting with others. That's going to be an important piece of pouring into ourselves. Mm. There's also things like I consider doing creative things, self-care, because if you have a need to be doing something creative or doing something, you know, going after a big goal Mm -hmm. and it's something that is like, you know, you might feel a little selfish about because you're like, oh, well, I could be spending this time with my kids, but it's like something Mm -hmm. you want. That desire might be a need you have like to Mm -hmm. fulfill that, to go after something. Mm -hmm. And so really understanding how self-care can be connected to those needs and how needs aren't necessarily these like I absolutely need this to survive. It's like, well, yes, but also if you are surviving, we don't have to just focus on like 
okay, I'm a mom now. So my job is to survive. No, we're humans. We mm-hmm. are deserving of getting those other more like weighty needs met, you know, those, those needs like high, higher up the higher up the hierarchy. Yeah. 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 I think in terms of Maslow's hierarchy a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It can be a really useful tool because yeah, when we talk about self-care and when we mm-hmm. talk about needs, like mm-hmm. we can get stuck in like, think like not really understanding what that means. And so mm-hmm. I think knowing that there's room for us to care for ourselves in really important ways that do impact the way that we show up for others mm-hmm. that are not just making sure we get a shower. Yeah. Right. It's, it's more than that. And then the impacts of doing that, of pouring into yourself in that way, you're modeling that for your kids. I mean, it just, mm-hmm. you know, I said at the beginning when we support moms, it's world changing and that's really, that's it. Yeah. We are teaching our kids a different way when we focus on ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. I think about there are some days where, you know, we've just had like a super busy morning and I have in my head a plan to go to the park in the afternoon. And I think like, oh, this is gonna be so great. She's going to love it. She's gonna have so much fun. But it gets to that time and I'm like, I am shot. Like I'm just, I'm just done for the day. And so if we go to the park, that's an option. I can push through. I'm probably going to feel a bit resentful because like I'm saying your needs are more important than my need to rest at this moment. And even though, you know, like maybe we'll have a good time overall, but like I'm going to feel more depleted, I think, whenever I am... I am doing that. Whereas if I'm able to come home and rest a bit, then maybe that evening we're able to do a fun activity because I've, you know, I've kind of refilled my tank a little bit. And so I'm able to show up in a more authentic way where it's not like I'm pushing myself beyond my current capabilities, (laughs) but then I can kind of show up better whenever I've, I've met those needs. So I think that makes so much sense. I think the challenge for a lot of women is that often we think that our needs are in contention with everybody else's needs. And we think that we have to, you know, society kind of um, really rewards like selflessness, which is like my least favorite term ever. And then it feels like I need to prioritize everybody else's needs over mine. And then I feel depleted and I don't show up the way I want to. So I'm curious as you think about thinking about everybody's needs. So maybe it's like, where are we spending Thanksgiving this year? Right. Or like, what are we doing for Hanukkah? Like my mom wants this, my mother-in-law wants this, my cousin always does this thing. Right. And it's like, everybody has all of these needs and so do we. And it's like, how do we kind of manage all of that and juggle all of that and make sure that our needs are being met. Our children's needs are being met. Our family's needs are being met. Ah, it's, it feels like a lot, right? And it feels like we feel so responsible for all of that, right? Yeah. I'm sure anyone listening who's dealt with situations where you are trying to make everyone happy, mm. particularly around the holidays, are probably like, yep, been there. <laughs> and I know that's something for me that I can definitely relate to. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say number one, self-compassion. Self-compassion with all of this, right? Mm-hmm. Giving mm-hmm. ourselves grace when we don't even meet our expectations that we've clearly defined, knowing mm-hmm. that we're human. And then in this instance, like self-compassion to know that, first of all, we literally can't make anyone else happy. We can't make our kids happy. We can't make our spouse happy. We can't make our mother-in-law happy. We can't make anyone happy. Mm-hmm. That's not something that... The way like our emotions work, Mm -hmm. that's not how it works. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So just releasing that and knowing that 
yes, we can show up for the people we love in our lives and we can show up with like compassion for them as well. Mm -hmm. But like our job is not to make anyone else happy. Um, And if we can kind of get clear on that, that can take some of the pressure off to feel like it's all in our hands. Mm -hmm. It's really not. But boundaries is a huge piece of this. Mm -hmm. And to be able to have a boundary and set a boundary, you do have to understand what you actually want. And so again, like that's going to be a key piece is like, actually figuring out what do I want here? What's important to me? Maybe traveling to my sister-in-law's house is going to be a challenge, but it is important to me that we spend time with them. And so we're going to make that happen, right? It Mm -hmm. doesn't just have to be like, oh, if this isn't the easiest, best option for me, I'm not going to do it, right? Because that feels then like there's a lot of pressure to like, goodness, that's a lot of boundaries I have to set. That's Mm -hmm. not necessarily what's going to be the best option. Yeah. Um, But knowing that like you have to take the time to intentionally think about it and it could take time, especially, you know, if your partner is involved in this conversation Mm -hmm. and it's something that you're working on together, which I mean, it should be, if it's Mm -hmm. something that is happening for your family, I I think that's important, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That it's something you guys are talking through together um, and really just getting clear on what are the priorities. And then when you are setting those boundaries or telling someone, you know what, this isn't going to happen this year, Doing that with a level of compassion for them, because just because you set a boundary doesn't mean they're going to be happy with it. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. It's not your job to make them happy. Obviously, whatever happens, there's ways that you then respond. And, you know, it can be Mm -hmm. these things, but just knowing that like having compassion for someone else, they may be disappointed. Things may not be the way that they want that's okay. Mm -hmm. It's, it's not your job to make everyone happy. That's a, I mean, it's a really hard (laughs) one. It feels like our jobs. We have Mm -hmm. most women were little girls whose job it was to make everyone happy. Right. Right. Like, I Mm -hmm. think that's just something that is so deeply ingrained in most of us. So Mm -hmm. this is easier said than done. It's Mm -hmm. not easy. It's very challenging and takes a lot of practice. So just having the compassion through all of that, because it's hard to disappoint people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think about like, I've been there. I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure we've all done this at some point where we're like having this conversation and setting this boundary with somebody else is so anxiety inducing and sounds so hard when I think about it that like, I'm just going to do the thing that I don't want to do mm-hmm. to avoid that. And oftentimes that feels like the better choice because we're like, we don't want to have to have that uncomfortable conversation. We don't want to cause drama in the family or whatever it is, right? Like we feel like that's on us. And then, like you said, of course, we're thinking that everybody else's feelings, we're responsible for them. And it's our job to kind of make everyone else happy. So for me, at least, like, I think it's just like a conscious choice. And so it's like, maybe last year we were just like, ugh. I'm just going to go to the thing because I don't want to have the conversation. And then when I show up there, I'm kind of like have that little low level resentment. Um, and I'm feeling kind of like, I don't want to be here or like we should have stayed home or we should have done this other thing. But I think whenever that that's like such a disempowering place to be. And so I think it's like recognizing like I am making a conscious choice here Mm -hmm. to not have this uncomfortable conversation. And that's okay. Like that's, we can totally make that choice, but like I am choosing to go to this thing. And so then when we show up, we can show up knowing that we chose that thing because there were two 
choices that didn't feel great. Right? And we just chose yeah. the one that felt maybe a little less hard or a little bit better. But then I think when we show up there, we, we show up a little bit more empowered and a little bit more like, like maybe we can enjoy ourselves a bit more because it doesn't feel like we're being held hostage and kind of forced against our, our will. But it's kind of that idea, like you said, about like making decisions and bringing that level of consciousness to it and, and really talking about it with our partners and our family and figuring out, you know, what is it that we want to do and how do we want to spend our time? Yeah. Yeah. And do you have any ideas for us about like, how do we let go of that? I know that this, this not going to this thing or doing this other thing or leaving early or not hosting or whatever it is, is probably going to disappoint some people that I really love and care about. And they're going to have some feelings about that. Do you have any suggestions um, for, for our listeners about like how to actually kind of let go of that, even if it's just a little bit? Yeah, I'm a huge proponent of like bringing the awareness, bringing the consciousness to mm-hmm. not only ourselves, but like why we might be in a situation. Because a lot of times with situations like this, there's actually like, it's not even just, okay, myself, my family, it's like actually this more societal thing mm. going on, right? I mean, we're talking about this and generalizing that this is something a lot of people deal with because it is a societal norm. Yeah, And so For me, it can be really helpful to kind of depersonalize it. It can also feel frustrating. So there's kind of Mm -hmm. holding that, right? It's like, it can feel like I don't even have control over the fact that this is just the way it is and that I have to Mm -hmm. deal with this or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. But it can also make it feel a little bit more like this isn't anyone's fault. Mm. This isn't the fault of me and my family. This isn't the fault of my in-laws or my parents or whatever. It's like, this is just something that... I'm choosing to consciously work through. And with so many things, when we're feeling guilt about something or, you know, just like we're letting people down, if we can really understand the like societal components of that, there can be a little bit of the weight lifting, right? Mm -hmm. And and then knowing Mm -hmm. that like, you still might feel the guilt. We're human. We have lived up to this point of like feeling the pressure and it's not just going to go away. And I think that's a really important part of the conversation that we're not, Mm -hmm. this isn't one more thing to aim for perfection in and being able to set boundaries perfectly and be okay with disappointing people. Like that's not the goal, but it's, it's Mm. just lifting the weight a little bit. Right. Yeah. That makes so much sense. And one of the things that you've said several times is like, it is not our job to make other people happy, mm-hmm. right? It is not our job to kind of control all of their feelings. So I'm curious for you around the holidays, what do you see your job as? Like, what is our job? And I'm sure that might be different for everybody. So I'm curious, like, what is it for you? And then do you have any kind of considerations for people to think about whenever they're bringing some awareness to, okay, So if that's not my job, like that's always been my job. Now what? What is my job? This is a really interesting conversation. And I I hadn't really thought about it in these terms. But when you say that, I'm like, you know what? I think that my job is not really a job around the holidays. I think it's more just making Mm. decisions that are going to bring the most joy to my family and you know, the most, I don't even want to say ease because I don't, it's not all easy, but just not overload us, not Mm -hmm. make this more stressful than it needs to be. 
um, you know, my kids are fairly young and understanding that like, I actually have quite a bit of control over what they're going to expect around the holidays. Mm. And whether, I mean, you know, obviously people have different aged kids and if your kids are Mm -hmm. 10, they might have some really, I know when, like for me, I'm like, no, there's things that like my parents better be doing, (laughs) you know, like even (laughs) still as an adult, it's like, Mm -hmm. we hold on to the things that we expect, but Mm -hmm. we have kind of agency in building that for our families. Mm -hmm. And so I think just like really being conscious of the decisions that I'm making and making the decisions that feel the best and feel like the most joyous and the least stressful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because really it's not like all of this stuff, all of these celebrations and traditions, you know, talking about like just the, you know, the gatherings for Thanksgiving or <laughs> whatever it mm-hmm. is, they're really just kind of made up, right? It's just mm-hmm. something that like has been passed down and is fun but it's all made up somewhere. It all started somewhere. Right. And so knowing Mm -hmm. that like we get to choose, we don't have to put more weight on it than that. Like it, Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to feel like, Oh, I have to do all of these things. It's like, I get to do the things that I want to do. There might be some things that I am doing because it makes my seven-year-old happy and I don't really want to do it, but it's worth it to me to do it because of that. Mm-hmm. But like, there's nothing you have to do mm-hmm. when you think about it in those terms. It's like you really have full choice of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it might not feel that way, right? Yeah. <laughs> it definitely <laughs> might not feel that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because of the, like you said at the beginning, the expectations that belong to others. Absolutely. And, yeah, and probably the oftentimes unexamined expectations that we have of ourselves. We internalize a lot of things because even like the decorating the inside of your house, like no one's going to see that. (laughs) It is expectations we're taking on, external expectations we're taking on internally, but it's Mm -hmm. like they are internal in terms of like, that's an expectation we're putting on ourselves because Mm -hmm. if you weren't going to snap a picture of your fireplace just the way it is with toys in front of it. (laughs) And it doesn't like, there's no one holding you to that expectation. There's no like, Hey, Mm -hmm. it's time to post your fireplace picture. Right. But we Mm -hmm. hold ourselves to those expectations. And so really understanding that and understanding like, okay, that doesn't have to be my expectation. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. Well, I think lots of so many great things we've talked about to to think about and any other suggestions that you have or thoughts about kind of ways that women might think differently about the holidays yeah I mean I just want to like and I know I've said it multiple times but end on the note of like self-compassion through it all (laughs) have compassion with yourself know that Again, you're not going to get it all right. You're not going to get it all right for yourself. Mm -hmm. If there's things that are stressful and then you regret doing it and you feel like you made the wrong decision, like that's, we're learning. We're constantly learning. We're not robots. (laughs) We don't want to be robots. Like it's self-compassion is such a gift we can give ourselves. Yeah. And as you were just saying that this saying that I've heard just came up that it does not have to be perfect to be great because I think so often we hold ourselves to that standard and think like anything less than that our kids are going to have a terrible holiday experience right like we've and we've failed in some way but it can still be really really great without being perfect so true (laughs) (laughs) yeah well Emily thank you so much for joining us today I love this conversation and I really Hope that everybody takes some of the ideas we talked about to heart this holiday season and and that it helps to bring a little bit more 
joy and peace into the holidays. We say those words and maybe we don't always get to feel them, but we want to make sure everybody else feels them. But maybe we can actually invite them in for for us to feel a little bit this holiday season too. And Emily, where can people find you to learn more about self-care and self-compassion and kind of caring for themselves in motherhood? Yeah. So I'm on Instagram at honestly, Emily Rose, best place to connect with me. Um, And then also my podcast, the Worthy Mother podcast is just a great place if you want more of this self-compassionate conversation, right? That's a great place to tune in. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you everyone so much for tuning in and we will see you next week. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Executive Coach for Moms podcast. Please like, subscribe, or follow the show so you'll be notified when the next episode is available. I hope you'll join me again next time. Take care.